Okay. Today is episode 21, I think, 22. Anyways, this is Off the Whim. Hello and welcome to the Moms with Chief podcast. I am on here with my son. Mario. <laughs> I hope they can hear you because you're not even talking in the mic. Mario. So we are not obviously prepared for two people to be in a podcast, but because we got one mic, but we're going to make it work because I think this conversation is really important to have. Mario is a busy man and he, you can't move this around because it'll make a lot of noise. He graciously accepted my request to just off the whim, do a podcast. And I was like, Hey, you want to do a podcast with me? And we'll just talk about your experience when I was traditionally parenting you and what it's like that I have transitioned mostly. <laughs> I mean, I have the concept down a hundred percent, but I struggle, right? Yes. 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 Sometimes. So um, this is not prep at all. Literally, I just wrote down a couple of questions that came to my mind and it's only two. So I'm just going to let the conversation flow and make sure I got all the housekeeping stuff out the way. Um, if you enjoy this episode and thoughts come to mind while you're listening, please share them. Please, um, on Moms to Achieve on Instagram, Facebook, use the hashtag, email me. I would love to hear. This is one of my goals for the podcast is to really shed light on parenting and what it's like to have used to be a traditional parent and now uh, moved over because I find that many of the traditional, many of the conscious parenting coaches that I listen to um, or have learned from, and I'm very grateful for that, but many of them either have very small children. Um, so they're not, they don't have the experience of having older children and, or they've always consciously parented their kids. They've always believed in, you know, children not getting hit and having respect and, and all those things where I think we need to have more conversation around, Hey, I used to think this way about kids and I don't anymore. And so that way, if this is you, you can see that it's possible for you. So with all that said, Mario, what would you like them to know about you? They know nothing about you other than you are 17 mm. and you're my kid, my oldest. I don't know what they want to know. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's whatever. Is that good with you? 17 year old out here doing some amazing things. Um, and he is what we'd all like to call our first child, which is our test kid. We've talked about that before, right? Yeah. <laughs> about like. He literally grew up with me. I was 15 and pregnant. And so, yeah, I feel like we have grown up together and he has, he is the primary reason for my growth because before I had Mario, I was really headed down the wrong path. And I know that God placed him in my life um, to center change and help me to, um, I guess, go on a, a better journey. So with all that said, he's given me a 20 minute timer. Is that right? <laughs> yeah all right let's get to it so tell us a little bit about childhood for you and what comes to mind when we're talking about your mom being a traditional parent and as and and for the people because I know people um define these as different things what we're talking about here to me conscious parenting is we're not hitting um we're treating children with respect I am not above them. It's not what I say goes. Um, what else would you say conscious parenting is for you? Mm, natural consequences. 
Mm, yes. Ooh, that's so awesome. You brought that up. Natural consequences instead of, I guess you call them punitive consequences. Uh, what does natural consequences mean to you? Like you gotta be in the mind. The, like what the earth gives you, not what you give me. Like um, like as far as if you break the law, you get locked up and stuff like that and stuff stuff that you should like the world has already made not rules that you not consequences that you make yeah but the world that made yeah so natural consequences i agree they happen naturally so for example there was a time where you had trouble waking up right with your alarm for school uh -huh. and you had to walk or miss school but um an example of a non-natural consequence would be or punitive consequence would be you keep moving this you need more room we ain't got this set up for comfortability here okay all right there um maybe it was closer to this would be oh you missed the bus well give me your phone and you're on punishment for the rest of the day or you stay home and you know now you're in trouble so things that i create in order to get revenge or teach a lesson or whatever and i used to do that we used to be very much pro-punitive consequences around here. Um, and I think most parents are because we want the kids to do what we think they should and we use that to get our way. But we really practice um, natural. So what happens naturally? And that's, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually been one of the biggest transitions for me um, struggling in that. Feeling like if I don't create a punishment for you, then you won't learn. Mm -hmm. So that's good. You brought that up. Um, so that's conscious parenting for you. What do you think of when I ask what is traditional parenting or how would you explain the way that we used to parent you? Um, I would be the well, like y'all would go off of what how y'all felt I should go through, like consequences. Like y'all chose what bad things happened to me instead of um it being something like, like, for example, if I was to get bad grades, I just don't pass the grade. But like with y'all, y'all used to, if I didn't get bad grades, I would do wall squats and get a whooping or, um, or I would be like on punishment at home and stuff for a period of time and got stuff taken instead of the natural consequence would be you don't pass, then just don't pass that grade. And like, um, like for now, if you get an F, then you just don't get that credit or something. But as far as how y'all used to be, I would still not get that credit and I would still get a punishment at home for those grades and stuff. And what's changed is like, basically you just let the world teach me instead of y'all trying to put certain stuff in my life to make it harder if so for me to learn that way instead of like the world teaching mm -hmm. so what would you say like how would you sum up before we started to change how we were with you what was it like what comes up let me see if i think i wrote a specific question explain your childhood experience so what was the dynamic of your relationship with me when I used to hit you or, you know, do the punitive consequences, you know, those kinds of things? Uh, it made me more afraid to talk to you about certain stuff. And also because I will always think I would get in trouble for it 
or it also made me drip like distant myself from home basically more like more than usual because I didn't want to be in trouble for something or be asked to do something or I already had this thought in my head that what would happen if I did this so I just if I did it I would avoid coming home or stuff like that because I know what would happen but now it's like I'm not afraid to do certain stuff or tell y'all certain stuff because I know that the um outcome is going to be like a natural consequence and I already know the consequence for stuff so I just don't have to worry about y'all doing extra about it no more yeah I was thinking when you brought that up one thing y'all that used to drive me crazy with Mario is what am I about to say what? The one thing you did all the time, I felt like. With what? Give me to again. us, to me and pops. Disrespectful, or well, I no. look at that. Yeah, uh -uh. Is, does it have something to do with disrespect? No, I'll just say it. You used to lie all. I'll lie, yes, lie you <laughs> about to... everything. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that had something to do with how we parented you? Um. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. I do because I um I feel like I lied because I didn't want the I didn't want to deal with the consequence that I knew would happen. Yes, you used to lie about everything. Oh, did you put that bowl over there? No, I didn't do that. No, that was them. You know, every little thing. And so, <clears throat> me looking back and have done the work. Obviously, that's why kids lie. They don't want to get in trouble. They know they're going to get a whooping. They know something may happen. Or even if it's not whooping, punishment, ridiculed, yelled at, shamed, whatever. Kids lie. I mean, really, honestly, people lie to prevent be from being judged. And especially when you have kids and they're under your power, like at least you can speak for yourself. But I feel like we've had so much less of that, if at all, in these recent years, because once you started to grasp at first, at first, I feel like it was you didn't really believe us when I was like. I'll tell you about that story, y'all, in a second. But when I did transition to like, I'm not hitting you anymore, you know, but it took a while to transition after that. But I think there was like a moment or some kind of time where you was like, damn, I'm really not about to get in trouble. And so you just was honest. But before then, man, and you would lie to the death of it. Like we could have this boy on video. We came to the school, like all kinds of stuff, right? You remember that? And I was still and, No, I'll, that, I'll that wasn't like me. I'll be wall squatting and like have books in my hand getting like spanked to my leg and everything. And I'll still lie. Yep, I'll still keep it going. And that was in elementary y'all. And like, would you say that we're loving parents even when we did that? Like that we were kind or, you know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, I do feel like that, but I feel like I don't think y'all wanted to anyway. I feel like it was just because of the way y'all grew up. That's why, what I, why I asked you that, because I didn't want to speak for you, but we really love our kids, have always. And so I know when people say, you, how can you, you cannot love someone and hit them. And I know there's a, there's people out there, you know, parents, parenting coaches that say that, and that's their reality. But for me, transitioning from a traditional parent to a conscious parent, like I wholeheartedly in my heart still say and believe that I love my children. And I think that you have to be in that space to get it. People who have never believed in hitting kids and stuff don't really get it. And maybe it's that you don't love them. That was just, we thought we did. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, well, love is this. And then it just goes in a rabbit hole of who defines love and what does that mean? And that's a whole nother conversation. But I said all that to say that 
everything we did was really because we thought that's what we were supposed to do. And it boiled down to fear. We didn't want you and Cameron and the rest of them, but the other younger two never experienced this, but y'all to end up a certain way. And so when we was young, when we got in trouble, we were punished for that by way of getting hit, punishment, yelled at, whatever, cussed out, you know, whatever. And for us, we did it because we're like, I remember like when I gave you one of your worst whoopings ever, I, and you're right, we didn't want to do it every time. Well, I can't speak for Pops because he's not here, but I know like neither one of us felt good about the things that we did. Mm -hmm. But I remember like, shit, I got to whoop him. I don't want to like having like Pops having to tell me you got to, because if you don't X, Y, Z, and that was really his truth. And I believed it too, but I've always felt bad and felt like, man, this is bullshit. I don't want to do this or whatever. And I would just do it because I was like, well, I don't want him to turn out X, Y, Z way. And so I just wanted to bring that up that there was, I feel like we did some horrible things. And at the same time, at that time, that was what we thought that was best. However, and that's even when I talk about my my childhood experience, it's important for us to talk about it. It's important and, and people not myself other parents not get defensive. Like for me, and you've had conversations before about this. This is not our first conversation where you're like, yeah, you did this and this and this. And I could have easily been like, well, I was just doing what I knew best. And, and da, 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 you know what I mean? But do you feel like I'm like that when we talk about it? You can be honest. No. Because I, I really, I think that's the first step to transitioning y'all is like not to, not to feel guilt has its place. I guess shame not to feel like I'm a horrible parent or this and that, because I believe you can't really create better out of that. Like we want to be abundant. We want to listen at that time. That's what I did. That's what I thought was best. That was fucked up. I'm sorry about that. hundred percent there like Mario and Cameron, my older two will experience lifelong trauma from what we did. And that was, that's hundred percent our fault. How can we move forward from that? I remember when I first decided, I was like, man, I, I think I really want to do this, this conscious parenting. I was reading a lot about Stacey Patton. Y'all should look her up. But I remember the thought I had was, well, Mario's already, I think he was like 12. It's already too late. He's about to be a teen. I mean, whatever. I've already fucked up the relationship. Now we can see what would have happened had I continued that. Cause we've had several good years, right? Like mm -hmm. I feel like our relationship is really good. And if I had had that thought, well, it was already said and done. I'll start over with a younger two. Cause that's really what I thought at first that it was too late. Um, we wouldn't experience what we do now. And I, someone, I forgot who I was talking to about it, but they made me believe like, it was like, well, yeah, he might be 12, but you have a, it doesn't stop when your kid turns 16, 17, 18. And when they leave the house, like, you have a lifelong relationship with that child. And when you know better, you do better. So that was powerful for me. Um, what do you feel? What questions did I have here? What's coming up for you right now, though, while we're talking? I mean, anything you want to say or anything that you're thinking would be helpful to add right here? Um, that y'all got a lot better. I don't know. I don't know. That. That y'all um don't well that it's starting to be like a distant memory for what y'all used to do. So like it's not like a um thing I really have to worry about anymore. So I don't know. That's yeah. all. What do you think was the worst part or the thing that um that um had the worst impact on you when we were parenting that the way we used to? Um, me not being able to tell y'all stuff was the worst part probably and having to lie about certain stuff because I wouldn't lie to 
other people, but lying to y'all, which was bad. But like, um, it was weird because it was easier to tell the truth to a teacher or something before telling the truth to y'all. And that was probably the worst part. And how do you think that affected our relationship then? Mm, that y'all didn't really know much right. about. That y'all didn't really... If Y'all probably felt like y'all didn't really know much about what I was doing and what my life was about and stuff like that. And like what I did in my life and stuff because I was afraid to tell y'all at the time. Yeah. What do you think is like what are some things that come up for you that you experience now just personally not necessarily it could be relational with us or other people but in general like you know when things happen that don't serve you bad things happen like we experience that later in our life you know like fear of this or whatever like what comes up for you to like man that part of my childhood has had a lot to do with me doing this or not doing this or experiencing x y and z repeat <laughs> that was a loaded question so do you have like maybe negative things now or things that are not serving you that you do that's my timer y'all <laughs> that you do or you don't do that you think is related to how you were treated when you were young that i don't do now or that you do like for example if i'll give an example for me i really struggle with being judged or uh, wanting to be right. Because growing up, when I did something wrong, I got in big trouble for that sometimes. And it caused me to be afraid. Oh, a better one actually is failing or trying something and not succeeding. Because when I did something and it didn't, um, it wasn't right, quote unquote, I got in trouble for it. So now it's hard for me to be wrong or do the wrong thing because like that inner child comes up and I'm like going back to that kid that's in trouble now, that's afraid, that's anxious because I know that I'm about to, something bad is about to happen because I did something wrong. Yeah. um, Probably like the biggest one for me now is probably me. Uh, hmm. Uh, probably lying because to my friends and stuff to make to like um not have them think of me as a certain way mm. if, if that makes sense because when I lie or when I um lied to y'all it was to prevent me from getting in trouble or prevent me from looking bad as a person off of what I did because I know if I did something bad then that y'all would I felt like well I felt like if y'all did something bad y'all would look at me different so that's another reason why I lied and that's something I need to work on now with friends because like if I if I made a mistake with friends or something or did something wrong that I know was wrong I um will lie to get myself out of it so they don't look at me as a wrong person or mm -hmm. look at me as um somebody who somebody who isn't who they thought they that all that they thought I was like yeah so I'm hearing you say like almost like acting like another person or acting acting differently not being able to be your true self because we know that everybody makes mistakes and so when you lie you say you lie to maybe look different I think or people think differently about you like maybe this sense of 
you can't be yourself or it's uncomfortable to be yourself. Yeah. Sometimes. And how do you think that affects your life now? Um, I mean, I'm getting better at it, so not really much, but it did affect my life at a certain time because I would do it all the time. But now it's only rarely. Not really. It's getting better. Yeah. What how? How how are you changing that? Um, by just telling myself that if they don't like me for myself, then they're not a good friend anyway. So I just do I just be myself and whoever doesn't like myself is just gonna go anyway and be mm -hmm. on my life and not they're not meant for my life anyway. So I just be myself and uh see who stays and see who goes. Man, um, I the, before we wrap up, I do and tell me if this is not appropriate or too much, and you don't want to go there, and you don't really have to say much. But you saying that in this moment, this is the first that I've heard this, y'all. But you saying that in this moment is really powerful because I know we've had lots of struggle in that area of hanging maybe with people who don't serve you or mm -hmm. your type of crowd and being different. It causes you to be in certain situations. And so to hear you say like, you know, who the fuck I am is who I am. Like I'm going to gravitate my people and repel the others. It's like really powerful. I'm, I'm, you don't even know how extremely proud of you I am because I do feel like a lot of that, if not all, I mean, I feel like we're humans too, right? So some of that may have happened anyway, but a lot of where you struggle in that area came from having to conform to what we needed you to be at all times to, to make us comfortable when you were younger. Even like down to school, you've always had trouble in school because you're not the type to sit still and to be quiet. You want to talk, you want to move around. And I didn't know what I knew now back when you started school. He was he was five years old and he was like, he needs medicine. He's not going to be able to continue school without it. Thankfully, I didn't do that. I know some people need it, but he was your typical active five-year-old, six-year-old. You always have been that way. And... I remember things we did to get you to conform to behave how they wanted you to. And I feel like that might have a lot to, to do with that. So I'm really proud of you for doing your own work to move past that. He's yawning. He's stretching. He's letting me know he's done with this shit. Um, before we go, let anyone that's listening that may be struggling with their parenting right now and building that relationship with the child, their child that they want to, and they may be practicing traditional parenting in one way or another, what advice would you give them from a 17-year-old who used to be treated that way and does not any longer that they could use while trying to better themselves? Um, don't take the way that your parents treated you personal because um, if you do, then it will change the way that you are now because if like like they all they did it out of love and stuff and that like um basically basically that how and also how a person treats you doesn't make you who you are mm. okay that's for the kids that's for the that's for the kids okay what about to the parents oh for the parents like... that are like maybe maybe like I guess what are your thoughts on what advice could you give parents that are traditionally parenting um, to maybe that they should stop or they should consider new ways to parent? Um, listen, instead of trying to trying to um, like take control of a situation, like listen to what the kid has to say 
about the situation before trying to control the whole situation basically like if um if like ask if they don't like something or if they want you to change something before trying to like do it your own way ask ask their way before doing it your own way mm, so allow them to be part of the process yeah and whatever you're doing yeah. yeah i love that well thank you for being on we plan to have you on more is that okay i'm mm -hmm. sure that many people will have lots of follow-up questions and this is good we're gonna have these conversations about when the i'm reality. not busy and he's not busy. I'll, I'll get in your calendar. But yeah, I have lots of other things to talk to Mario about. He is 17 and has withheld and went through lots of things. And it's just an amazing young man. So I think you'd be great to share your experience. And I appreciate you coming on. Thank Love you. you. Bye. Love you. Okay, y'all. So that was amazing. He was not prepped at all. I'm really grateful that we had the time and he was good with coming on. Um, what comes up for me from this quick talk that we had is just how gracious kids are. Um, there's so many stories that we can get into and that we will moving forward on the podcast because I think it's a lived experience. Like my And who I am now is not going to be who I am in a, a year from now in parenting and all other aspects, but it's all about growth. It's all about, for me, awareness, assessment, and really just watching. Like no one can tell me about my children like I can tell me. But the problem is, is that we are typically, if we're not careful, we are pulled so many different ways that we're not actually aware. We're not actually present. We actually don't understand our children and understand what makes them tick and what makes them go, what makes them irritated and angry. Um, I have picked up on a lot of that since I have decided to be aware of my surroundings and be in the present moment. You have work, you have your career, you have, if you have your own business, all that that entails, you have your own personal relationships, you have you wanting to be you and by yourself and not be a mom. You have bills. You have the everyday mundane things that happen and not to mention entertainment, social media, all kinds of shit that is pulling us away on an everyday basis of what I feel are most important work on this side of life. But that doesn't mean that we can't change that. I hope that you got something from this conversation. And what I got from it really was just the power of grace. Um, I everyone, everyone feels and thinks differently and everyone's reality is their truth. And mine is I choose not to shame as much as I can, you know, my experience as a child and remind other people not to do that or that I don't think that that's healthy, although some people may. Um, however, I strongly believe in taking accountability hundred percent because I can't grow from something that I'm denying. And so there will be lots of real conversations, sometimes triggering conversations on this podcast, um, as long as it goes the way that I'm thinking, um, about my experience, about my children's experience, because these are things when I say there's shit that needs to be talked about, these are it, right? Like we, many of us are out here being told to parent differently and, and really in a way of shame, blame, and, and all those things. We're not really understanding what we're doing in the moment. So when he talked about um, having to do wall squats and holding books, back then that was our way of, well, whooping is probably not the best. What else can we do? 
What else can we do to get him to behave how he's supposed to? And we would embarrass the fuck out of him. Like we would come to the school because they caught us all the time. Now, now that I know what I know about most schools, they want children to conform. My son was not best for school. He's conformed as a 17 year old because he's obviously had several years in school. But if I knew what I knew, what if I knew now what I knew then, he would have never went to school because he's just not fit for it. Um, and that's a topic for a whole nother conversation on my thoughts around school. But I didn't know. And I thought that school had to look like home had to look homeschooling had to look like school. So I had to sit there and teach and for eight hours and all that. And now I know that it's completely opposite and I create what I want in our unschooling experience. And that's what I'm doing now. But you do what you can with the tools you have. So for me, when I think about that, though, it just, yeah, it pains me to think about it. It can be embarrassing sometimes. But to be honest, y'all, sometimes I feel like I should feel a little more embarrassed, a little more. I don't know. I think this is just what's meant. It's meant for me to share our story and my kids are okay with that. Um, I have no qualms about it. Like it is what it is. I guess because I know that I did the best I could, like, and no one can take that from me. Um, I did, I parented by way of experience and what I thought was supposed to happen. And everything that we did was because we wanted the best for them. The moment that we realized that that wasn't, you know, the moment I realized that I changed it. And I am going to save that story for another time because I think it'd be really cool to talk about the moment I told them, like, I'm not hitting y'all no more. And and what came from that, it's a beautiful story and it's funny. Um, so let me see, what else do I want to discuss before we hop off? Um, that I think that was enough. I hope that you got something from this. And if you're a mom listening and, and kind of just, if you are traditionally parenting in any way, now I know we people say not to put labels on parenting, but listen, there's, we got to so that we could differentiate, right? Like it would be great if all of us treated children with respect, kindness. We didn't go around hitting them and cussing them out and shit. You know, we a lot oftentimes we treat our coworkers better than we do our kids, but it's because the way we've been conditioned. And if you are in the black community, I solely 100% feel that we were were we were treated a certain way during slavery, and our parents had to also treat us a certain way to keep us safe. However, there was a disconnect because that did not change as times went on. So a lot of things that we are doing today came from when our parents, our ancestors had to keep us safe. And we're not in that era anymore, but we're still operating that way because we're parenting unconsciously. One example being when, and I heard this story and it was really touching, and it's a great example of how subtle things we do we don't even realize or even think about where they came from. If you are in the black community, oftentimes someone's like, oh my gosh, your children are so well behaved. They're this or that and a third. Girl, that's just right now. Wait till we get home. Or oh, that's just because they're looking. Or you can have them if you want. Or, you know, we we degrade them. We take away from the compliment. Very rarely, if you're thinking traditionally and parenting unconsciously, do you take the time to like, thank you. Yeah, they're amazing because X, Y, Z or lift them up. I mean, we say this shit right in front of the kids. Girl, she a mess. He a mess. Wait till we get home. Oh, he only doing that because he know I'll beat his ass, you know, whatever. Right. And you know what I'm saying and how that feels and what you do in those moments. Right. Did you know that in slave times that started because if the master or any white person complimenting your child, then oftentimes they were thinking of selling your son because he's valuable or 
doing worse to your daughter or even your son. So unless they uh, rape, um, selling them any, all the bad things that could happen from someone admiring your child. And so you demean them, you talk bad about them. You did those kinds of things to hopefully prevent that from happening. And that's also why kids got their ass beat bad to protect them from doing crazy shit so they didn't end up dead or they did or were, you know, other things, right? I said worse, I guess death is the worst, but all kinds of things could happen. And so that was a survival tactic that was used then. And today we still use those and we don't have to. So that's just one example of, you know, needing to be that way in order to protect your child. And we're in 2023 and we're still doing the shit, but not because we know that and we understand that, but because that's what was done to us. So if I could leave you with just one thing, it would be to really think about and assess like a third person. Like that's one of our higher faculties. We're able to reason. We're able to think about the thoughts we have. We're able to watch ourselves act in real time. And so when you are parenting around your children, just, just pay attention to the things that you say. Pay attention to how you react to things. Oh, I have so much I want to talk about, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta drop this here. Um, there's so much, y'all. There's just so much because I truly believe that the greatest work we can do in this world is change the way that we think of and the way we treat our children. Because these fucked up human beings or adults that are, you know, running around doing all kinds of crazy shit. And just in general, I do believe life is 50-50, but where we struggle in adulthood has a lot to do with, if not all, to do with our childhood. So we can raise children to believe in themselves, to believe they're worthy, to believe they're safe, to believe that they don't deserve to be hit, to be cussed out, to be you know, mistreated, then what kind of adults would they be? How would they operate in the face of fear, in the face of doing new things, um, their dreams, trying out new things, new people, traveling, putting themselves out there, vulnerability. How would they deal with conflict? How would they deal with emotions? How will they be able to express, you know, I'm really hurt right now because of X, Y, Z. None of that shit, y'all, none of it comes just because they have to be taught that. So if we start doing the work now to help them learn and, and, and see by way of modeling the behavior, how to operate as mature adults, and they don't have to be in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond realizing I'm really fucked up and I really don't know how to talk to people and I really don't know how to express my emotions and I really don't know how to explain what I need right now. There is so much I can talk about. So it, to me, it's a lot easier. There's a quote, I can't think of it, but they, it, they say it a lot better than what I'm about to say. But if we just can help guide them and mold them and give them the best possible experience in childhood, we don't have to redo shit or they don't have to. They don't have to do the work of healing themselves in all those areas. We can just lighten the load a little bit. This world will be a lot better. So thank you for listening. Uh, this will continue to happen. I have a 13-year-old that will be on the show as well. Um, my five-year-old, I'm sure, will have a lot that she wants to discuss. And she, we actually talk about this. And she has some powerful things that she talks about. And the beauty in that is that my five and two-year-old have always been consciously parented. So I've adopted this thought prior to when they were born. And it's night and day watching them and thinking back to when my older two were younger. Um, always in love. None of this in shame, blame, or anything like that. But I am going to be real with you. Um, if you have questions, if you'd like to hear certain topics talked about on this podcast, 
Don't hesitate to reach out. Regina at momswhoachieve.com. Please send this to somebody that you think would benefit from this conversation. I would 100% agree. The more you agree, the 100% be grateful and thankful for you doing that. The more you share this, the more this information gets into the minds of all the moms that are doing it in the best way they know how, but if they just knew better, they could do better. Like me, like me when I was 15, having a baby. So y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next week and peace out.